big questions are these. How are producers like you, who did not get hand-selected as a new all-star on an established record label, able to get music into the hands of true fans while taking your career to the next level? How are we able to take our tracks and projects we believe in out into the world for pay and still stay true to our creative vision? These are the questions and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Kay Brown and this is You're With The DJ, co-hosted by Nikki Berry. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of You're With The DJ. Today we go ahead and talk with Indiana's Mad Dog about streaming, giving back to the community, breaking down barriers, and more. Stay tuned after the end to go ahead and catch our outtakes for this episode as well as find out what artist I drove 16 hours to go see. The answer might surprise you. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure can. Um, My name is DJ Mad Dog, Um, also known as Madison True. Um, I'm a female DJ, uh, VJ, and music producer based out of uh, Bloomington, Indiana. Um, But I travel all over the country. um, And I, prior to lockdown, I had made my Brooklyn debut. Um, I also teach workshops. Um, But yeah, I'm a female DJ. I, I love music. Um, and I'm out here just hoping to prove that us women, we have a spot in uh, electronic music, just like everyone else. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Um, could you tell us a little bit about how you got your start and kind of why you got your start? So I started DJing, um, when later in life, uh, when I was Mm -hmm. 27. Um, so uh, I'm in my thirties now. Um, and, but I, I've always been obsessed with dance music and dance culture, uh, my entire life. Um, I have loved dance music ever since I was a kid. I was, was attracted to those sounds of drum machines and synthesizers. And there was just something about that sound that I really liked. And mm-hmm. some of the first albums I ever bought were, CC Music Factor- Factory, um, Real McCoy, mm-hmm. um, Ace of Bass, Jock Jam albums all day, every day, um, TLC. I just loved that dance music sound, Technotronic, mm-hmm. Delight, all that. Um, so while kids were listening to pop, um, I love pop too, but like grunge and rock and stuff like that, I was always listening to dance music even throughout the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about sports a little bit yes. before we started this. Um, <laughs> I was I was a competitive swimmer, so I my I took it upon myself kind mm-hmm. of to always make the mix CDs for yes. swim meets, <laughs> and it'd always be like you know really oons like euro stuff like early 2000s like euro dance stuff i was just like that person making the mixes i took it upon myself to do it you have to get the team ready right we had to get pumped right <laughs> you had monster energy drinks we had my little dj mixes whatever <laughs> um but i guess not, not they weren't dj mixes at the time but they were mix cds that i 
thoroughly thought out. You like, curated that. <laughs> curated them, yeah. And burned them and whatever. Um, and this is in the early 2000s. So I think I always, this was always a path that I was supposed to go on. But I never thought it was really attainable. I think maybe like subconsciously just didn't think it was because I would, you know, you never see female DJs on MTV back when video television was a thing. Um, you know, you don't see them out in the, I'd never saw them out in the wild, like all my years going to clubs and bars. Um, and I lived in Detroit. I lived in Chicago. Um, I, I grew up in Florida. Like I was in a lot of these metropolitan places before moving to Indiana and I, I still never saw a female DJ. So, um, and I had, I had friends growing up in high school and college that were DJs and they're all men. So like, I, I really admired the craft and I would watch them and I just thought it was so cool. Um, and I think, you know, my, my story of DJing starts later in life. I didn't start actually DJing until I was 27 Mm -hmm. and I'm in my thirties now. And I, I think something just clicked one day where I was just like, I'm tired of going out to the bars Mm -hmm. and hearing music that doesn't speak to me Mm -hmm. or seeing kind of, you know, I'm going to dog on men a little bit, seeing these male DJs just kind of like king of the castle, like up in their booth, just like, you know what I mean? Like that did not appeal to me. And I I know I wasn't the only one. So something clicked when I turned 27 and I was just like, okay, I, I'm just going to pick this up as a hobby. Like, why the hell not? Like, whatever. So for my birthday, I just bought like a little, started out on a DJ controller. And I was just like, I'm just going to mess around. Like, whatever. Because I had collected tracks all of my life on my laptop from LimeWire, Kazaa, Napster, like whatever, yeah. <laughs> burning CDs. Like, I had, my library was already established. So I bought this controller, started messing around, started just, I lived in, in a portion of town down in the downtown area. So I decided at five o'clock on Fridays, I would just post up with a speaker and my little DJ controller and just play music and people walking by (laughs) at five o'clock on Friday, maybe getting off work can just like whatever jam out. I text my friends, be like, yo, bring beer. (laughs) We'll get pizza. Like those right. were my first gigs and I was just having fun. And then kind of like one thing led to another. I started doing like fundraisers and like then opening for people at bars and then those bars offering me my own nights. And it kind of just like I didn't go into it thinking like I'm going to be the next Diplo or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Like I just went into it loving music my entire life and coming from a place of not wanting fortune and fame, but just wanting to see change. <laughs> and um, it kind of just like snowballed from there. <laughs> and then five years later, I'm playing with Kesha on a cruise to the Bahamas. Like I, <laughs> it's just like crazy. Um, but that's kind of how I got started. And I, and I, I'm kind of, am glad that I, I started later in life because I, I felt comfortable with my femininity and I you know I was older wiser I I feel like I do have a better grasp of seeing through people's bullshit um I found sobriety I think these are all things that I don't think 
a lot of these things that I've accomplished in a short period of time, I don't think I would have if I would have started younger. So, um, so yeah, I think my, my path has been, um, what it it's meant to be, but also it's kind of not your typical, like <laughs> DJ path. Most people start earlier or I don't know, find the calling earlier, but I think it was always there. It was just kind of subdued, um, or hidden under kind of these ideas that society put in my head that like, this wasn't a thing that girls do. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. Um, I wanted to circle back on something that you just mentioned. Um, so you just mentioned the cruise. Um, could you tell us a little bit about that and that experience? Um, yes, I would love to. <laughs> it's probably like one of the coolest things ever. Um, and just seeing something on that scale up close and seeing everything that goes behind it and meeting everyone it was just crazy so the whole so any my friends they send me dj submissions all the time for different events whatever i always apply like why not what what the heck am i gonna lose right if i do this most of the time i never hear back or i do and the agreement is kind of shitty and like it just financially doesn't make sense um but my friend I, i work a lot with drag performers um i run i run sound um, I work a lot with um, a lot of the RuPaul girls. I'll run their sound when they come through. Um, but so one of the local queens was going on this cruise with Kesha and they sent out an email to everyone already going on the cruise, like about this DJ submission prior to making it public. And they sent it to me and they're like, you should apply to this. And I'm like, you know, of course, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> and I apply to it not thinking anything. It's just like another one of those applications. I just do my little spiel about being a woman in the industry and, and attaching my social media and some, a music video for a track I did and the normal stuff. Um, and like, I literally forgot I applied to this. (laughs) (laughs) I literally forgot I applied to this because I never thought in a billion years. So I'm like driving like a month and a half later, I'm driving and my phone beeps and I get an email from, the production company that's putting this on saying that I made it in the top 10 yeah. of this contest. I'm like, this is crazy. What? Right. I, was just, I had to like stop my car and be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, okay. And then I composed myself and kept driving. Um, but yeah, so, so then it, it's a contest, right? So I get in the top 10. I'm like, okay, I got to check out these other 10 people. Like, who am I up against? I'm the only woman. Oh, my God. Not am I the... (laughs) Like, I'm the only woman. Wow. And out of all these applicants, right? And then you only had one woman in your top 10. So I was like, okay, cool. But this could could either work for me or this could work against me. I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. Um. So I kind of always had that in the back of my head. Like maybe these people don't want a female DJ on their boat because they think, you know, like a lot of people think they're just not as good as male DJs or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. I, I kind of always had that in the back of my head. Like maybe this is going to work against me. Um, So the whole process was the first round, anyone and everyone can vote the Mm -hmm. next five to move on to the next round. 
Um, so I hustled, I made buttons, I made flyers, I dropped them <laughs> off at places like mm-hmm. my dad's, uh, administrator at a high school i went to the high school during lunchtime and got all those kids to vote like i like i know i like hustled so hard so then i got into the top five but then the next round for top for the next elimination only the people going on the boat could vote so that i really thought i was gonna like lose it there because i'm like all these people don't know me you know what i mean it's different than if you're my friend or a fan or family or something. Um, so I just kind of had to like sit back and just hope that these people wanted to have a female DJ on their lineup basically and saw my content and thought I would be a good fit and that I'm fun and what have you. Um, and um, well, I went on the boat. So all these people <laughs> who don't even know me voted for me. So Aww. the whole process of getting on the Kesha cruise was really cool because it wasn't like one, you know, executive picked me or something. Right. Like I got on there because of love. A group of right. your peers also. A group of my peers, my family, my fans, like my friends, and then people who I don't even know who are like, I like you. So the whole like, so I think that's what makes that um, opportunity so special is because it's not like I didn't get there myself. People got me there and um, it was just like a life altering experience. (laughs) Like, I mean, Big Frida, like, like my outfit, like I hugged Kesha, like (laughs) I got backstage during Betty Who's show, like (laughs) I saw Girl Talk, Kill It twice, like Jonathan Van Ness was there doing (gasps) backflips and shit, like it was crazy. And so like, and we had, the artists had did like dinner a couple nights I think it was like first night and the last night. And you're just like, I'm just sitting there like to my right, there's big Frida to my left. There's Jonathan Van Ness. There's Kesha and her mom. Like, I'm like, this is crazy. I like, I feel I'm like, I don't like you get that like imposter syndrome. You're like, I don't belong here, but it's like, I don't know. I have to remember like, yeah, I do. Cause people like me gosh darn it (laughs) but it was just it was just so cool because you know and I had um it was cool to be able I felt like Wayne's World you know when they hold their like backstage passes up and they're like (laughs) you know like showing everyone I felt like I felt like that like and just like going backstage everything and seeing all the sound engineers and seeing all the roadies and seeing all these shows being set up start to finish And uh, that was really cool because I don't, you know, I don't normally get to see productions of that scale that intimately. Mm -hmm. And um, the sound guy who ran my sound runs sound for Christina Aguilera and is like her sound person. They like we're friends on Facebook now. And he's like, he just got (laughs) off her um, Vegas like shows. And I don't know, it's crazy. So I, that was just such a cool experience. And I met so many awesome people and um, just like seeing professionals at work. It was just, it was really inspiring and it was really cool. So I know I like went way off. No, I think the deep end of all that, but it was just such a cool, (laughs) it was such a cool experience in such a short, I mean, it was only like three or four days, you know what I mean? So it's just like, bam, 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 bam. And, um, I don't know. I learned, I learned so much and, uh, it was really inspiring. So, and it, it was one of those, 
things that happened at the right time because prior to that I was feeling again a lot of self-doubt like what am I doing like I'm working so hard like am I even should I even keep going I've got people telling me like I suck people are throwing drinks at me like what like I like I need a sign to keep going and that was my sign like girl you're in this you're going with Kesha on a boat to Bahamas <laughs> to deal with it. <laughs> it, it, so was it was Jonathan just, Van Ness. If he told Jonathan me he's Van like, Ness, he, you are doing it, I believe oh, it. Like, I could, 100%. I know. He's just like, girl. Like, that's what I would need. <laughs> and it was, oh, my God. He did stand up. You got he was that. Getting, he's, and he's been practicing for, like, the Olympics or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Doing, like, gymnastics and stuff. And he was like doing backflips and stuff. And He's an ice skater, wasn't he? He's I, an ice yeah, skater. Ice skating, I don't know. He was something... Like, I don't know, but he was doing backflips and shit. And I was just like, <laughs> props. I can't And it's do like, that. you're stuck because when Kay and I go on like a music cruise, you're literally stuck with those people for those four days. Like, oh, yeah. It's like you, they cannot get away from the fans. No. Which could it, be but, good or bad. I don't know. It was so good. Depends it was, on how nice you are. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so cool. And like, you know, and then Kesha has a large queer following. So it's yes. just like, there was just so much people just being themselves. Cause you could, t- I could tell that so many, you can tell a lot of people can't be themselves in their day to day life. Right. Like when they go to work, deal with their family, but when you're like hundreds of miles out in the ocean, no cell boat, service, no, like, yeah. no cell service, <laughs> yes. you just let that freak flag fly. Like people were just like, it was cool. Cause I, I know I was getting to see people be them. Yeah. And then you got music on top of that. And then on top of that, I'm performing for you. So yeah. it was just like the coolest, like, it was just one of the coolest experiences of my life. And it'll probably be like top three for the rest of my life. That's like no awesome. matter what happens, but oh my God. it was super awesome. I didn't even know she had like a, like a cruise. Yeah. They, well, they were supposed to, they were supposed to be at Kesha cruise. The second one um, was supposed to happen. I think like, October oh. of this year, but obviously that's not happening. But yeah. um, because she seems really cool, I never like. But I know a lot, a lot of people like to talk shit, but I feel like she's a really cool person. You know? No, yeah. Her well, her mom was there. Like, oh, she, she's cool. She's like brought her family. Like, wow, it was cool. I wouldn't want my mom seeing the shit I do on cruise ships. So. Sorry, mom. <laughs> I feel like I feel like my mom is like. Sorry. I already know. Like, do you need some Pedialyte? My mom would be like that. <laughs> my mom would be like, "Put your damn pants on." <laughs> While not wearing pants herself. One hundred percent. Oh my god! I cannot. I, okay, I always like to ask women who are DJs, producers, how they feel about the term female DJ. Because I'm so torn. It's like, I don't think that should necessarily have to be a qualifier for it, but it also gives the kind of visibility that can kind of make it more acceptable. I don't know. How do you feel about when people are like, oh, she's a female DJ instead of like, oh, she's a producer or DJ? I I say, when I send like emails out to venues, I put, I'm a female DJ. Good. Because like I'm it's not something I'm ashamed of or Good. like want to hide. And I think being a woman is powerful. Yeah. <laughs> like you hardest you have a lot of powerful energy and like you're sexy, you're beautiful. Like 
I'm a female DJ. You I know like what that. I mean? But I've, I've definitely had people, because I, I vent this a lot, that um, sometimes we get the short end of the stick. You know what I mean? It's like um, I, I've been told that I can't be on lineups because it would be too gimmicky because I'm a woman. So I've, I've expressed this a lot. I talk about this all the time because it's something I deal with weekly. Um, and I've had people just be like, well, why do you, why do you just not disclose your gender? And I have to like explain to them. It's not something I'm ashamed of. Like if somebody doesn't want to book me or has reservations about me because of my gender, like, that's your Why problem. Why would you want to associate right. with them? Yeah, exactly. That's your problem. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I, I don't mind saying it. I, I, I use it all the time just because I think it's a powerful, it's two powerful words in one. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. All right. Kind of reclaiming that ownership and being like, yes, that is, that is me. That's part of me. And it's part of what I do. Yeah, also. it's a very important part of me. Like, um, I don't know. I, I don't think it's something I'm, I'm definitely not ashamed of it. And I, you know, I think, um, I don't know. I, I put in all my emails. <laughs> so that's like one of the first things I say. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How did you come up with your DJ name, your stage name, DJ name? So my dad has called me Mad Dog ever <laughs> since I was born. Like I, so I was born in Atlanta. So my dad, like we have home video of my dad and this is the eighties. He's like holding his camera driving to like go to the hospital. And he's like already calling me mad dog. So it was just like, and that, that was on like my letter jackets and all my, Mm -hmm. you know, school stuff. So it was kind of just like, that's who I am. Oh my God. You know, you know what I mean? I am mad dog. It wasn't like something that I had to like sit and think about. It was just like, it was like the, one of the fir- one of the, my first gig, like my first solo gig, basically the, the bar manager, he was out flyering and he was like, came in to ask me about my date. And he was like, so what's your DJ name? I didn't even like think about it. I was just like, oh, just mad dog, DJ mad dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's my mad dog is who I become when. The headphones co- go on <laughs> for sure. Persona. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Two I deals like with the, the no requests. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Do you deal with that a lot at the, at the clubs there or bars? <laughs> I, I, it's a college town. So yeah, oh, you no. get like, you get it, you get it all. But I, I get surprised because sometimes I'll have like people who actually, request great stuff so like i i always try to like you know whether it's like here just write it down or whatever to like bugger off or whatever but i uh sometimes people like request really cool stuff or like i discover stuff so i don't i'm not like totally like no requests there's definitely times when like they're not appropriate Um, like when you have like eight crates of vinyl and you're playing vinyl and someone comes up and requests something, it's like clearly like, like really, do you have it on you? Yeah, like, you pull it out of your ass. Right. <laughs> Go dig for it and then bring it to me. So I don't know, but sometimes I get surprised. So that's cool. Yeah. 
But uh, I, yeah, in a college town, it's a lot of it's a lot of Drake and Ariana Grande. I can't talk shit on Drake because you know how Spotify does like the <laughs> artist of the listen. They do like the artist of the decade for like what you've listened to. Oh, okay, yep. mine was Drake, <laughs> and I don't know why. She does. They're pushing that. They're why. pushing that Drake on you. <laughs> I really don't know why. Maybe it's like because when I was in college, maybe I listened to a lot of Drake because I used to live in his neighborhood. So it's like, wow, if I like. If I like play it in my car, maybe he'll like pull up next to me or something. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not that I don't like Drake. I just get a lot of like white boy frat dudes yeah, no, requesting it's it. Like you're, it's you're trying to like read the crowd and like uh, I know I can't. Even. Like bro, I can't with you. I right would now. be such a mean DJ. <laughs> I'd be so mean. Uh, Face palm some people. <laughs> <laughs> a bar the bar I worked at or the, like the bar club I bartended at um the guy had like a tip jar and he like wouldn't even look you in the eyes unless you put at least a five in there <laughs> it was like the tip request jar and it was not guaranteed and I will say he made a lot of money from like all of the Lincoln Park Chicago like frat dudes just pouring it in I mean, it worked for him. I don't I know. Get, I get scared of I get scared of tip buckets because then if someone puts something in there, like then they feel like you owe them something, and so I don't like having that. I don't. That's like why having he put that. a label on there that said no guarantees, so they would just oh. have to keep going. You just have to <laughs> be up front. You have to be up these men that at some point there that there are no guarantees what for doing things that you should be doing anyways there are no guarantees <laughs> in life for anything anything that's my psa you can't see me, but I'm clapping. <laughs> done yeah <laughs> so with the venues and everything being closed um now what have you been up to kind of during quarantine so um i have been just trying to throw my own virtual parties. Okay. And it and it's been great because I it's given me a schedule mm-hmm. and it's given me mm-hmm. work to just things to occupy my time and keep me busy and keep me practicing and right. still like, you know, looking for music and I'm making flyers and just making content. So I've, I've been um, streaming a lot on Twitch. Mm -hmm. Um, I really like Twitch a lot and um, I've been doing live streams three times a week regularly through Twitch. Um, But I've also been partnering with a venue in Chicago Mm -hmm. um, called Jackhammer and they do streaming every weekend. So I've been, um, hopping on a couple of those. And then, um, I've actually done a couple private parties, which have been really fun, mm-hmm. um, ticketed private parties. So that's been great, um, for income, but just trying to just keep a schedule, um, to honestly stay creative and just to have fun and also, um, bring, hopefully like bring joy to people. Cause right. I think, we need a lot of that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I I, I, pers- I know I personally have my days where I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, Ugh! but then I know like I have a stream coming up and there's going to be people in my chat. There's people mm-hmm. looking forward to it um, and I get to play music and it's giving me um, a reason to kind of just like push through it. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, I've been I've just been streaming a lot. And, um, that's honestly, I think that's been really great for just multiple things. My mental health, um, 
but just being able to continue to stay creative and um, look at dig for music because um, I think I think if I didn't have that, um, I would feel a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. Um, but and and I think it's kind of crazy how music is almost like a universal language because I have people like tuning in from. You know, whereas in a bar, you know, I'm limited to like a couple hundred people, Mm -hmm. right? The internet, you've got what? I don't know how many billion people are on the internet. A lot. But it's like a lot, lot, right? So it's like that's the venue right now. So that's my Mm -hmm. venue. So it's like I have people from all over the world coming in on these Twitch streams, like Brazil, like wherever. And that's like a person... Who would be in, who's being introduced to what I do that wouldn't have been introduced to me otherwise. So right. that's actually been really cool and fun. And um, I think after quarantine and once bars start opening up, I'm going to try to find ways to continue mm-hmm. working on that platform. Um, but yeah, no, this this whole situation has really... And I, I know it's like all these DJs overnight are like having to learn how to become streamers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like literally overnight, you're like, okay, I have to look, learn how to like edit video, edit, you know, like yeah. learn how to stream. Like, and it's comp, like, it's complicated. It took me like a good week of just like, what the heck's OBS? <laughs> like, I don't know. So it's been a learning process, but it's been really cool. And I think um, I'm going to, I'm going to keep, doing it yeah. once everything is done just because I think it's a great way to just reach new um, people mm-hmm. that it's I wouldn't that connection. yeah and build connections I mean it's it's a big the world is big and that's what I think a lot of this has taught me is like whoa there's so there's so much potential um, out there and uh, there's just a lot you can do with it Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, and this is something that I've kind of had on my back burner to do for a while because, um, my partner's a gamer and is like always into Twitch and Mm -hmm. like Super Smash Bros and like all that. And I don't understand it. So it's always been something (laughs) that like, they were like, you got to do this. You got to do this. And then this happened and it was like, okay, I have to, I have to now. So but I'm going to look good doing it, you know? but I got to look fly doing it too. Right. So it's been really cool. And, um, so I, I think, and my, one of my girlfriends has been coming over and she's from, she moved here from New York and she does like performance art. She's like my hype mm-hmm. girl while she's doing it. She does like costume changes and stuff and like yeah. takes items from like my closet or my house and like uses them as props like (laughs) she's wild but so it's been really fun to like collaborate with one of my good friends and just you know hopefully people are like having fun and laughing at my expense but I just it's been a great way to just be creative through all this I was gonna say you say dance parties so casually but like I've seen you and I'm like (laughs) you're like in a wig like like you it's not just a dance like you get in there's a pink power ranger mask in there somewhere (laughs) (laughs) like it's awesome it's you're not just like you know you're not just trying to DJ you're like dressed up and decorating and shit you know right it's like a mixture why not Right. And it was funny because my girlfriend, her, her name's Yolanda, but we call her Madam Marvelous. And because um, that's who she becomes when her outfit comes on. Right. Beautiful. Right. So um, 
she was like comparing it to like old school MTV, like what MTV like used to be like Mm -hmm. when we were growing up. And I'm like, yeah, that totally is like old school MTV. Like it's music and it's entertainment. It's not Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's almost like a show. It is a show. It's a production. So right. that, was, that was really cool. So yeah, I guess that, we're, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do like full scale productions here, not just like, I don't know, show A up. white dude in front of a camera? Yeah, that's like mostly what's happening. Yes! I'm sorry. Like, I will call them out. I don't fucking care. Like, that's, I'm sick of that Facebook shit. Live. I'm yeah, sick of that shit. <laughs> I know. Well, that's when I get so frustrated. I'm like, Art, this shit looks so cool. Like, we're trying, we're out here, we got themes every week. Like, yes! last week, last <laughs> week was Twilight Zone. <laughs> And like, so we had like, you know, black and white, like everything spinning. We had like a creepy ass doll in the corner, like <laughs> popping out, like an eyeball. So like every week we have like a theme. I uh, Prior to that, I think we had like a, a yeehaw, like cowgirl theme. Yeah, I love like it. That's week. my nails right now or cow print. Yeah. We're just like, we're out here trying to do these, like throw these parties, like just baby little, like small scale parties on the it. internet. So um, it's been really like. I'm just trying to do what I was doing before, but in exactly. the studio. <laughs> I want to just like dress up again. Like any excuse to get me in and out, do my makeup. I don't know. I still exactly. Really do, but like whatever. So yeah. we just, I just hope people are in their living room dancing. Closet, wherever. It doesn't Closet, matter. Closet. We don't judge. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's weird, but okay. Kitchen. <laughs> kitchen side room to the kitchen that's not a room (laughs) yep (laughs) oh yeah that's us (laughs) oh my god pathetic no it's fun i wanted to ask you um so you are like somebody that does like give back and um that really like resonated with us um, we I love to, to ask, see it. We, we love, love to, to see, see it. it. We do love to see it. Um, <laughs> we um, so I wanted to make sure that we like talked about that as part of your interview, like what you've been doing and kind of how you use your like talents and skill sets to like help other people find like creative outlets and stuff. So. So every Wednesday on Twitch, I'm going to plug it. Um, every Wednesday on Twitch, it's Workshop Wednesday. Awesome. So this is kind of a continuation of, um, I, I teach DJing 101, 201 workshops. Um, I partner, there's a festival in my town, mm-hmm. um, called Midway Music Festival, and it's an all-female music festival. Oh, so in order to be in the festival, you have to have at least one person who is, female or non-binary in your group. Um, So that's been, so for that fund, so for that, I've been teaching those as a way to fundraise Mm -hmm. for that event. So that's kind of where I got started teaching workshops. Mm -hmm. And then um, I kind of just started doing them for like women's empowerment conferences here in town. And I kind of just wanted to continue doing that because each time I teach these, they're like an hour, hour and a hour and a half. So we mm-hmm. always like, you know, go over the history of DJing and club culture, which a lot of it started out with communities of color, queer mm-hmm. communities. So I always think it's really important to talk about that. And right. um, 
we talk about beat matching and I always try to give people charts of what a mixer of a mixer mm-hmm. and a turntable. So everyone knows what they do, what the parts are. Cause I, at first it can seem really daunting. Mm-hmm. And when you have that, you don't have to go get mansplained by your friend who thinks they know everything about sound engineering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I really wanted to make sure that people walk were walking away from this with the material that they needed to start their craft if they decided to. Or a lot of these people are just really interested in dance music and just want to know more. So that's so so even so I wanted to. Workshop Wednesday, I wanted it to be a continuation of that because each time I teach these workshops, I'm going over the same stuff. We never really build upon mm-hmm. it. So every Wednesday I teach um, for an hour and mm-hmm. we always do an artist highlight. Um, we talked about Robin S. We talk about Martha Wash. We talk about um, ABBA. We talk about all sorts of people. Uh, your Kid K from Technotronic. Um and Lady Keir from D-Light. I always try to highlight women and women of color because we kind of like skip over them mm-hmm. when we're talking about dance music and house music and they mm-hmm. are really important. Yeah. You know, Martha <laughs> Wash, they like completely screwed her over and didn't even give her vocal credit, put her in the music videos, put her on album covers. So, and same with the Kid K because they, you know, I don't think gender fluidity or non-binary, there, there weren't words for that at the time. And mm-hmm. your kid K kind of fit with that. So because they weren't a supermodel, you know, they were more of a tomboy, they didn't want to put them in the music video or on the album covers. They wanted to put some hot Swedish model on there. So right. I always tried to talk, um, open up the workshops with an artist highlight of that kind. Um, and then we go into things like beat matching, like DJ etiquette, like mm-hmm. if you're playing after someone, ha- like, you know, make sure their track f- is done. Like, don't leave the booth a mess. Just like we talk about all kinds mm-hmm. of things. Um, yeah. And those are things that we wouldn't have been able to talk about if I was just doing a um, like one hour, 90 minute workshop. Mm-hmm. So I do that every Wednesday. Um, and then um, just this past week, I um, taught, I did kind of a a watered down version of that for a bunch of ten year old girls, yeah. non binary kids, yeah. um, for Girls Rock Bloomington. And there's different there's Girls Rock organizations I think all over the country, yeah. um, but for Girls Rock Bloomington, we I did kind of a watered down version of that because um, I I, I love I if I th- I think if I had somebody in my life who um, appealed to me teach mm-hmm. trying to teach me these things or just trying to show me that like hey this is possible you should if you like this you should totally go for it and here are the tools to do it I think I would have started earlier than at 27 mm-hmm. so I always try to any chance that I get to um, share the information that I have um, from either my experience or what I've learned um, over the years, I always try to do that because I think um, I think a lot of, especially in this industry, I think a lot of people try to like withheld, like withhold information from people like really tight. Like 
Like there's so much scared. gatekeeping, right? Which is kind of silly. Oh, only real DJs can do this. Only real DJs can I don't know pull CDJ out of their ass. I'm like, who cares? Right. Who fucking I know. cares? Just make good music and like be nice to people. Who gives a shit how you do? Right, it? and everyone's like. like I think there's this misconception that like everyone's on this in the same lane going the same place and like you're not everyone's in their own different lane on their own different path going to a different different place than you are inspired by different things too exactly playing different music than you and like the beauty of DJing in 2020 is like you don't have to just do it with turntables anymore you can do fully analog you can have a controller you can like have loop pedals like you can literally do djing is what however you see it so it's like i don't know i i I get really frustrated and starting out i was getting really frustrated with people either getting too explainy with me to the point (laughs) where i'm like i'm not hearing you i'm hearing you but i'm not like absorbing anything because retaining the information right you're not telling me anything useful in a way that is digestible right so that was really frustrating or people just didn't want to show me anything (laughs) so i i i I really put a lot of emphasis on the workshops lately Mm because i think this is a great time to learn if you're going to learn something new right because you're at home what else are you doing Mm -hmm. um (laughs) and just like regularly like in my life I, I i think it's really important to be open with your knowledge there's no reason like, not to be I'm there's like, no huh. reason not to be <laughs> yeah, it's like literally. this is so fun why not <laughs> why do you not want to share it exactly. so i don't know so that that's been really um important to me and um th- that we've been every wednesday we're learning something new and people um i allow like tw- about 20 minutes at the end of each workshop for questions in the chat. Like if people have questions from last week or about anything that I talked about, um, I answer those live and in real time. Um, and, or I've had people like emailing me questions and DMing me questions, which is really cool. So that allows me to like actually like research what they were like. I had someone from California send me a video of this. I forget the artist, but it was some girl who was doing, like all live stuff with like it looked like uh, an Ableton push and like a couple other like a keyboard and a couple other in- instruments and they were just like how is this person doing this <laughs> right. like I I think this is really cool but how are mm-hmm. they doing that and I was like that's a wonderful question so we started talking about MIDI I I went on Sweetwater and like looked up each one of those the instruments that they were playing on and sent it to them like I love. I- I love when people ask questions or want to know more. So like I get really frustrated when I was getting really frustrated, especially in the beginning when I'd ask questions and, you know, I just, I just don't see why you wouldn't have fun sharing that kind of stuff with people because music is fun. (laughs) And those people that you're (laughs) teaching now will go on and be open to hopefully to teach other people about you know, how to produce and how to DJ because they've seen you do it. So well, that's, the, that's the goal. Cause I yeah. always like, like in my bio, I just, I kind I, I, I think, you know, there's no like Madonna DJs. There's no Beyonce DJs. There's no right. like, you know, right. Mariah Carey of the DJ world. Right. 
That's like, so why is that? We've got like Diplo, we've got Tieso. DJ Snake, we've got Skrillex, yeah. we've got all these like superstar rock star DJs. But where's like the Britney Spears of DJing? You know what I mean? So it's like, exactly. So I'm just hoping that like maybe one of these people that I'm like, even one of these 10 year old, mm-hmm. you know, girls or non binary kids, like, go out and become the next like Beyonce of the DJ world headlining Coachella and like adding some dance moves, adding some costumes at, you know what I mean? You don't using art to go ahead and influence that. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just, I think that'd just be really cool. It's coming. I I know. (laughs) I have so much faith. I know we're coming for you. Diplo. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that hit for the team. I'll do it. Yeah. I also don't forgive Diplo for what he did to MIA. I'm kind of like, yeah, salty. <laughs> let's not forget. Never. Yeah. We'll never forget. We'll never forget. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Like her career totally like derailed and his just like went higher. I'm kind of yep. like, mm, that's how it goes. That was not OK. <laughs> Definitely. It's really interesting to see like how people have made like power plays like over the, their like careers where like mm-hmm. the artist who produced the work doesn't mm-hmm. get the credit that they deserve or the financial mm-hmm. compensation. Yep. So very interesting. We're hoping that that um, starts changing one Seriously. one step in one conversation at a time. Exactly. There's a yep. lot of good conversations happening. Yep. Right now. Oh, yeah. Just tell us where we can find you, where we can find you on Twitch, Instagram, wherever you want us to uh, look you up, our listeners, too. Yeah, cool. So I am I'm on Twitch. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud. Um, It's uh, you can find me basically at DJ Mad Dog True, like the opposite of false, because that's my last name. Um, I just add a little true (laughs) on there. Um, but yeah, I hopefully be on the lookout for new material. I, uh, I found out today I got accepted into a program at point blank in London. Oh my God. So I will be going to London in January to study music production oh and God. engineering. Congratulations. Six, I, yes. I'm going to be gone for six months, just four days a week learning as much as I can learn. So hopefully a lot of cool. Um, I, I just thought since shows are not, we're not going to see shows going back to no. quote unquote normal for, I'd say until at least 2021 at some point. So Absolutely. I, I am taking a risk of leaving <laughs> all my residencies and all my shows to go learn. And That's I'm just awesome. hoping it, pays off i think i think it will so um yeah be on the lookout for some really cool productions and i'm gonna so my twitch i'm gonna turn my twitch basically into like a video diary of my experience in london um and in this and like what i i'm learned like what i'm learning what we're talking about um and like all the equipment that's gonna be there um so i'm gonna kind of turn the twitch into a video diary that's and a awesome. way to keep in touch with fans and fr- family while i'm there that's so yeah awesome. dj that's mad cool. dog true across the board excellent well th- <laughs> 
thank you so much for taking time with us today. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That was really fun. Thank you for taking time out of your day to tune in to our interview with Mad Dog. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned after this for a few of the outtakes from this episode. Mad Dog is our guest highlight for tomorrow's Fade In Friday show, so be sure to tune into her mix. On Monday on You're With The DJ, tune in to hear us chat with Kalina Zanders about her new release with Bijou honoring Nipsey Hussle. I'm like sweating from laughing so hard. (laughs) Same. I do too. He's kind of hot, but that's the only. He's hot, but you know he's such a tool. I know. (laughs) God bless him. You're like, just don't talk. Just don't. Shut your mouth. Duct tape it, please. If you're listening, call me. No, I'm just kidding. I slide in my DMs. I didn't mean it. Drove 16 hours to see him and Skrillex when they were in Jack U. Tell anyone. You know what? I'm gonna air that. I'm gonna air my dirty laundry that I drove 16 hours to see Jack U in 2015. I'm gonna own it. I saw. So this is this is like this is like 2008. I saw Justice in Chicago. (gasps) Front front Nikki and I have the same reaction. (laughs) This was crazy. 2008 Justice front row. um, Diplo opens up. It's 2008. I don't what fucking know. Like, I know Diplo from yeah. remixes. You right. know what I mean? Because he right. did a lot of remixes at the time. I'm like, who the fuck is this cat? So <laughs> after, afterwards, like, it, we're in the front row. So, right? So we had to, like, wait for everyone to clear out. And I'm just, like, standing there waiting for my friends. And he, like, walks right by. Homie is so short. He's, like... <laughs> He's like five three. He's like really oh. tiny. He's a tiny dude. So that's okay. not to like. Okay. <laughs> he might be sweet, but no, he's not. But he's five three. He's a little guy. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Just toss him. Oh my god. We love to see it. <laughs> Thank you for taking time out of your day to share in the love of music. Until next time.